Hello, welcome to Spotlight, picking out the island's wide and wonderful artistic scene. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we hear about this year's Easter Arts Exhibition, a new initiative to help people discover more about working in the creative industries. The Railway Children comes to the Gaiety stage. Musical mayhem at Kensington Arts this Easter and the Arts Council is seeking a new member. It could be you. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary. You know the list. It goes on forever. Email me spotlight at manxradio.com or direct Howard Kane at manxradio.com. Pacho, no time to waste. Anyone who spent more than a year or two living on the island will realise a regular event on the artistic calendar at this time of the year, the Isle of Man Art Society Easter Arts Exhibition. Always a wonderful display from some of the best-known artists resident here, and quite a few you might never have heard of. This year is the 75th anniversary, a preview evening on Thursday the 6th of April, at which the Governor will open the event. It opens to everyone else the next day. Peter Hepworth is the president of the Society. He spoke to my colleague Lewis Foster from Manx Radio's newsroom. It starts on Good Friday. It opens to the general public on Good Friday. And it's open Friday, Saturday, Sunday and the Monday over the Easter weekend. In the past, we have had the exhibition over a longer period. But what we've found from experience is that most of the uh, sales from the exhibits comes in those four holiday days over that weekend. Uh, and um, at the venue that we've used where we can uh, has been in the villa or it's in the Villa Arcade this year, which it has been for a couple of years. Um, originally on the old Villa Marina, used to have it in the garden room, which was down on the ground level. Uh, we've had the Easter exhibition for a number of years. As long as I can remember, I've been a member of the Society for over 50 years, uh, and it's as long as I can remember, we've always had an exhibition at Easter in various locations. The best one seems to be in the area of the villa because there's a good footfall, particularly over the holiday period, in that area. So um, so that's what, uh, that's what we hope to do. You say uh, good footfall last year. More than 2,000, you were saying? Yeah, there was about just under 2,300 people came around last year, holidaymakers and local people. I know a lot of locals, uh, They'll there's, if they see me, they'll say, oh, when's your exhibition? You know, have you got any, any exhibits in the exhibition, things like that? So they do look forward mm. to that. Um, and it, it's, good f- it's good for the society because we, we're a, a charitable organisation. It's open to anybody interested in any form of art. Uh, we have a pottery kiln and uh, we have uh, evenings, most evenings of the week, I think, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday evening and all day Wednesday, uh, people can come along to the Art Society's rooms and they can you know, do their own thing, paint or potter. When I say potter, you know, pot, pot with pots. Rather uh, than pottering so, around. <laughs> potter, yeah, potter around. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, and it's quite friendly that way as well. But uh, the, the exhibition helps to, uh, to uh, keep our um, studio going, you know, because we 
take commission off the artists if they sell anything, and that helps towards the upkeep of the studios, which are in they're in Douglas. On there, so. And it's celebrating the UNESCO biosphere on the Isle of Man. So what kind of things can we expect to see? You're a painter yourself, so I expect some, some landscapes and some, some details of, uh, of the nature around the Isle yeah, of Man. I haven't got an awful lot that I'm putting in the exhibition this year. I like to, I like to do things like lighthouses or uh, mechanical things. You know, I've done pictures of the, uh, rail, the railway workshops and things like that. Um, but I do. I find lighthouses are actually quite commercial. Don't ask me why people like to buy them, but they like they like that seat. I don't, don't know what it is. Um, it's yeah, but but mm. uh, but that's the sort of thing that I would do locally. I don't do a lot of scenes. I've done a couple of Castle Russian. It's awkward though. Castle Russian is. It's so. Um, most of the day, Castle Russian looks grey. The mm. whole building just looks grey. The only time that it looks interesting is about half past eight or nine o'clock at night in the summer when the sun swings right the way around to the back of Castle Town and it picks out the facets of the castle. So you've got a light face and a dark face, a light dark, and it makes it look much more three-dimensional. Is that so, what they call golden hours, when it, that sun's got that hue to it? <laughs> it could be, yeah. Mm. I mean, but it's just that in that... It's only when it goes right the way around the castle that it picks out those facets on there. I mean, the other thing is, as far as I'm concerned, any landscapes, it's got to be a nice sunny day. And I don't norm, I don't paint when I'm out and about. I usually take photographs and then come back mm-hmm. and use the photographs as a, a reference to do painting. But I know a lot of people go out and they paint. Uh, what's it? I've got the exact terminology. I'm like, oh. But in the open air, anyway. Al fresco. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not that. It's something like plein air or something like right, that. Right, right. But um, but some people go out and they'll they'll paint like that. And mm. I know the society certainly in the summer, uh, they used to on a Thursday evening have a, an organised trip where they'd go to a, a, a venue and mm-hmm. there'd be a few artists paint there. I don't know whether we've done that recently. I I tend not to because I have other other activities on a Thursday. But uh, I know we used to do that. And again, on the evenings at the Society and in the daytime, there's quite a lot of ladies, particularly in the daytime, because I think a lot of the uh, male artists are perhaps working. There's mm-hmm. one or two who will go along in the day. But uh, I know the, the Wednesday's a good day uh, for painting in the studio, in the mm. art studio, which is it's difficult to find. It's in uh, Withington Road. You've probably never heard of Withington Road, have you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> As you come down Broadway yeah. from the traffic lights by St Ninian's, mm-hmm. if you turn into Woodburn Road, Withington Road is the first road on the left, and it goes between Woodburn Road and Broadway. Right. And the stu- the studio is down a little lane at the back, just off Withington Road. It's quite a big building mm. when you get inside it. And there's adequate off-street parking for members as well. There's an awful lot of work that goes into staging these exhibitions. Do get along and support it. Something for everyone, you won't be disappointed. And of course, a lot of the work is on sale, so you can possibly bag yourself a beautiful work of local art to enliven your life. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. 
Now, the creative arts is what this programme is all about, but moving to work professionally in the arts can be quite daunting. Now, the Arts Council on the Isle of Man is launching a series of workshops aimed at helping to give people an insight into what's involved. Arts Development Officer for Desk, Martin Kane, told me more. It's a new thing uh, for the new event for the Arts Council, um, and it's uh, something that we've been looking to do for quite a while now, um, which is bringing delivering talks or workshops um, for people who work or are interested in the creative industries. Um, so we um, often have uh, like artists come to us uh, to talk, uh, you know, want more information about things like copyright and image rights and um, things like that. And musicians uh, will come to us as well to sort of ask a bit more about like sort of how to get ahead in the music industry. Um, so we thought this was a um, it's a good time uh, this year to set up these uh, very specific talks and workshops um, about uh, these sorts of subjects. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we we've got our first one is uh, next week, uh, Saturday the 15th um, of April at Kensington Arts um, up on Kensington Road. Um, and we're sort of very happy um, that our drummer uh, Richard Jupp um, is coming over to deliver a talk about the music industry. Um, you know, sort of those who uh, aren't familiar, uh, Richard Jupp was a founding member of the band Elbow. Um, he uh, was co-songwriter um, with them, so uh, he's done all the all the tours and um, all that lot with those around the world. Um, he's a Mercury uh, Prize winner, um, and he um, since sort of leaving Elbow, um, he wanted to go on and in his career uh, get more into teaching, um, and so now he's a lecturer at Lipper and a private drum teacher. So uh, yeah, we're very lucky to uh, have him over for the weekend, uh, where he's going to deliver these talks and. Um, it's going to be uh, very much uh, a bit of a, he'll give a bit of a talk about himself and then uh, there's going to be the opportunity for people to ask him questions about about his time, uh, maybe an elbow, about teaching um, and just sort of general how to get ahead of the music industry. So is this going to be open to pretty much anyone interested, as you say, in the in this particular case, maybe within the music industry wanting to make it as a musician, this sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, any of these insights events that we're going to do are going to be free entry um, to to everything. Um, and yeah, it's um, there's there's still some tickets left. Um, you can go to kensingtonarts.im and book your uh, book your free seats. Book your free seats there. Now you say there's going to be a series. Are the rest already planned going through the through the summer? So they're going to take some sort of different aspects of the creative industries. Uh, yeah, so we're, uh, we're just in talks with, uh, we're going to try and do four a year, uh, so we'll spread them out over the year. Um, we're just in talks about the next couple at the moment, but as I say, we're sort of looking at things like um, like a copyright and um, image ownership, um, especially it's sort of a hot topic now when you get things like uh, like AI creating images and uh, and all those sorts of things, there's sort of new rules and laws coming up. So yeah, we're going to be offering um, those types of uh, workshops in the future. It's a great idea. I can see they're going to be very popular. How do people, if they want to go along, do they just turn up? Do they need to contact the Arts Council in the first instance? Uh, so for uh, for this one, um, you'll be able to go to kensingtonarts.im uh, and from there you'll see the, the Brickjob talk and you'll be able to pl- uh, book your tickets on there. Are you hoping generally then doing four in the first instance and then you're hoping this will become a regular thing sort of year on year? Uh, definitely. I think we could always see, as I say, this is the first year, so um, looking at how popular um, these things get um, it's always good to sort of use it as a bit of treading water uh, to start with but yeah um, you know if if it becomes popular by the end of the year um, there's no reason why we couldn't look to do it on a more regular occurrence sounds like a great idea tickets are free and limited though they can be booked 
via the Kensington Arts website. Booking is essential. Questions for Richard should be emailed to the Isle of Man Arts team via their email address, iomartscouncil at gov.im. There can't be many people on the island who haven't seen the film The Railway Children, the original and best, of course, with Bernard Cribbins and Jenny Agata, and quite a few might have seen the wonderful stage version in London. Now the local theatre company Parker and Snell are to bring the play to the Gaiety stage. I asked producer Carl Parker if it was similar to the play staged in London. Uh, it's actually is the same version. So as uh, written by Mike Kenny, and it first came out in 2008, I think it was, at the uh, York Theatre Royal. Um, so yeah, we were fortunate to get the the same script. So we obviously moved from York down to Waterloo, and it's played at King's Cross Station. Um, so it's the same sort of characters taken from the film, and um, so yeah, it's an inventive uh, piece of theatre, should I say? So those who haven't seen the stage show, but are familiar with the famous film with Bernard Cribbins and Jenny Agutter and such like, similarities identical or very different? Um. Well, to be honest, I haven't watched the film since I was a kid. And I back the <laughs> Although I did watch the the recent one with um, Sheridan Smith and Jenny Attica came came back and she played. Oh, she still played Bobby, so she's playing the grandmother. Um, so see, it is the same characters as you see in the film. Um, you know, you got Mister Perks, Bobby, Peter, Phyllis, and all that, and Mrs. Viney. Um, you know, it's the same same storyline as the original film because i know the modern film they kind of changes the second world war this is still uh you know edwardian time where the the kids have to move up to to yorkshire the father sort of gets arrested uh for falsely accused of, of spying and so on and then they move to to yorkshire so it's a, it's exactly the same storyline but obviously it's been adapted for for the stage tricky to stage here then because obviously people thinking you know they're thinking railway platforms they're thinking railways whatever does it does it have its own challenges when it comes to staging yeah that's that's the 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 funny one was was someone saying well where are you going to get a train from well you know i I did go down to the steam uh the steam office to see if we could get a train but they said no um and i don't think we'd get one in the gate anyway so uh you know the the thing is the, the way mike kenny's written this is it's very much our style anyway because as you can appreciate with the story you know to go from london to then yorkshire then it's a train station then it's the perks's office and so on it's very fluid it has to move quickly so it's not the scene changes are very quick um so it's you know one minute you're in york the next minute you're in you know the train station the next minute you're in mrs perks house and so on so it's it's very quick quick moving in that way so it's it's going to be based on a lot of props and furniture that is the cast will choreograph and move and uh you know interweave within the um within the play so no no sort of like block sets so to speak you know it'd be impossible to do with this this um script and actually mike kenny at the uh the start of the the script you know he says the powerful prop we had was the imagination of the audience and the skill of the actors so it's based on literally you know props that you know could be used so you know caskets baskets uh, sort of suitcases, um, those types of things that could be created into a bed, can create into a sort of dining table, and so on. So it's it's very much that that uh, that way with this this particular piece. And you mentioned the actors and actresses there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about them. I think uh, John Walker is playing the uh, the great roles of a Perks. He is Mr. Perks. So we have uh, Kira Maki who's playing Roberta, and, and she was actually uh, Mayella Yule in To Kill a Mockingbird a couple of years back, and Libby Delaney who's playing Phyllis. Daniel and Sarah 
um, has also been in a, in a few plays for Parker and Selkirby, but they're, they're, they're young, so he's only 18. Libby's uh, 15, Kira's 21, so they've come through um, the ranks. They've done, done some stuff. Um, so, yeah, we have Dave Shaw, who's playing the, the old gentleman. I don't know whether you'll appreciate me, you know, saying old gentleman, but there you go. <laughs> he's, he's getting to that age now. Um, <laughs> Rachel Jockin, who's playing uh, the mother, and June Brighton is playing uh, the father. So we have a few of us like Cat Court is playing Mrs. Pogue. So it's it's a it's a good all rounded cast. So you're not treading the boards yourself in this one. I'm not this this time. I mean, to be honest, I haven't done anything since uh, playing Atticus in To Kill a Mockingbird. So uh, as an actor, I'm resting, resting actor. So I'm just uh, producing and props and all that kind of stuff. Resting, darling. Colin yeah. directing. Yes, Colin is directing again. Yeah, so he's he's been over. So we, we only started rehearsing on the I think it was the 27th of March. Um, so we just have a f- short period, a few weeks, and then into the theatre. Give us the opening date, uh, where to get tickets, uh, how to get tickets and such like. Yeah, so it uh, opens on Thursday the 20th and closes on Saturday the 22nd. It's six performances, including three matinees. Uh, and the hotline for the tickets is 600 5 and com. It's bound to be a great night. Get yourselves down there. We'll be speaking more to Carl, by the way, next week about the problems of casting and staging plays on the island and future plans for Parker and Snell. There's some musical mayhem happening at Kensington Arts this Easter. It's a busy time for arts on the island, I tell you. But this is organised mayhem designed to get children involved in the joy of theatre and stage musicals. Musical director for the mayhem event, Heather Dagan. Explain more. Of course, organised chaos. Um, we are going to be doing all sorts of different songs from different shows um, with potentially different sets of kids each week. So you can sign up for week one or week two or both. And um, generally having a huge amount of fun with the fabulous world of musical theatre. Terrific. So any specific shows, a whole selection? You mentioned a couple there. Um, there will be definitely bits from the Adams family, from Mean Girls, from Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is then coming up in the KA programme in the summer. Um, and then a few others, which um, are very exciting and we will publicise over the next few weeks. So keep, keep watching. Oh, terrific. And so you are the musical director, you say, so presumably there's going to be, what, a choreographer, someone doing the theatrical side of it, the acting side as well? Absolutely. So we've got Brisha Crickle, who is the choreographer and a fabulous dancer within the profession. And we've got Joe Hilliard, who is taking charge of all things acting as director. So, yeah, good team. We're having a lot of fun. That is a good team, <laughs> yeah. And so is, is the is it aimed at sort of kids who've already got an interest in the theatre and want to improve their skills or kids who've n- never had the, the balls to actually have a whiz before? I think both is the answer. I mean, it should be something which is accessible to everyone and that's very much the vision behind Kensington Arts. So we are opening it up to all children from 8 to 18 and whether you've never done anything music theatre wise before or whether you've been in every show going it doesn't matter we'll still find something which we can help and develop with and the days themselves uh, it's running through the easter holidays so it's something what sort of runs from the morning through until four in the afternoon in a in a sort of workshop arena yeah absolutely 10 till four um and then we're going to split up that time with different age groups different songs different aspects of musical theatre skills um 
yeah, and then put it all together for a showcase on the Friday afternoon for friends and family. Oh, terrific. So they come along and see what they can see. So it will be a whole show, obviously. It'll be excerpts of what the kids have been doing. Yeah, absolutely. So we're putting together different songs from different shows and the intention is that we're including the dialogue around it so that kids are getting a chance to have a go at the acting side as well as the singing and the choreography. Because um, we all we know that some people feel super confident dancing and other people like me are less keen so that sounds like me. it's, it's yeah. important that we, we provide for everybody's preferences there yeah that'd be me I, I wouldn't be I'd be happy enough on the acting and the singing but the dancing would be my bet noir I think yeah <laughs> with, without a doubt without a doubt so you get a real mixed bag the age group is from where to where eight to 18 oh great so it's quite a spread yeah absolutely and very much in line with what we do at Kensington Arts it's intended to be affordable so it's only 30 pounds for the entire week which is excellent value when you think about it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've got three well-qualified professionals, a huge amount of fun, 10 to 4 every day. Yeah, I think so. But the arts should be accessible to everyone, so that's what we do. Totally. And what's your background then? Because obviously, musical director, I assume your background is in music? It is. I started off as a professional flautist, playing the flute in orchestras in the UK. Um, and then... When I had my children, I chose to settle down a bit and move in towards teaching as a music specialist in primary. So I'm now at Victoria Road School in Castletown, which I absolutely love, teaching a lovely little army of year ones and doing all things musical and fun. How do they get in contact? How do they get their kids enrolled? Um, so you can visit Kensington Arts on Facebook or uh, go to the website and you can book through there. Equally, you can get in touch with any questions. Um, and yeah, come join us. As I always say, always something going on at Kensington Arts. Easter busier than ever. Go online, as Heather says, and you can get your little creatives involved. Who knows where it might end? Just time to tell you the Alabama Arts Council is looking for a new member. Arts Development Manager for Desk, Jane Corkle, told me more. They rotate on a four-year cycle. It's a four-year term of office. Um, and uh, once the four-year term of office is complete, a member can opt to stay on for another four, uh, but they have to leave the council after eight eight years. So that's the maximum term that anyone can sit on the council. Okay, so in this particular case, is this someone coming to the end of their term or is it a, a sort of a, a shifting round of the uh, the chairs around the table, as it were? Uh, well, um, the Alaman Arts Council shares a, a Timwald-approved development strategy with Culture Vannon and under the Manx Heritage Foundation Act a member of the Alvan Arts Council has to sit on the board of Culture Vannon and so this particular Arts Council vacancy is uh, is to sort of it's almost like a double role so this member will sit on the Arts Council and they will have all the same responsibilities and role and decision making uh, sort of ability etc etc as a as a i'm going to say standard arts council member <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hope they're not listening to this um but then this person will also be um an actual trustee a board member of culture vannon as well um and so they they will provide that continuity between the two bodies um, because we work so closely together you know it, it's it's just good to have that person that brings what culture vannon is doing to the arts council and vice versa yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because, as you say, there must be a lot of crossover between these two bodies. There is a lot of crossover. Um, we do we have applicants for funding, you know, that come to the Arts Council who may also be looking to have funding from Culture Vannon as well. But just strategically, what both bodies are doing, there's a lot of a lot of crossover. 
Um, so it's always helpful to know what each other is doing. Interested? Applications close on the 7th, that's Friday, the 7th. Don't hang around. You can contact Alaman Arts Council at gov.im or phone 6945984 for more information or go to the website. That's about it this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where you want. Why not try it whilst unwrapping a Cadbury's cream egg, then licking out that gooey bit in the middle? Just saying. See you next week when, hopefully, we'll be talking more to Carl about the theatre. Have yourselves a happy Easter, whatever you're doing. Be creative about it. Cheerio.